0: Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Happy, Happy Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. I don't know about you, Jill, but the things that I ate, I was like a human salt lick in the morning. I could barely move my finger. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no
1: eating over here. So no salt licking. But I'm right, right. so glad for you. Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah, awesome. Did everyone yeah. have fun?
0: It was so lovely, you know. I I just want to say we weren't with our usual family crowd that uh-huh. at at our house, but we did go up up north to be with my brother and in-laws, and they always welcome us with open arms. Daryl and I, and my own and my bio daughter came up too. So that's it was awesome. Really nice, really nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad. You know. My recommendation is always hang out with family that like you. Right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm trying to do that right now, but this guy wants to eat the gardener in the backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's is that, is that Doug? That's Fred. Doug is Fred. sitting on the floor. Doug could never get up this night. Oh, yeah. Fred is a troublemaker from the word go.
0: No, and how he's are you doing this drunk. week? Um, and how are you doing this week? I'm
1: well. I, I, I am doing as best I can given the week that it is. That week. And I, I will be missing you next week. I'm so glad that you're going to yeah. be on and
0: have a guest. I will. And hopefully, it's going to be my friend, uh, Jody Ross. And I think we're going to talk about the uh, uh, positive emotional benefits and physical benefits of laughing and being, especially this time of season, when there's a lot of like um, oh, portrayals on TV of families that get back together and families that do this. And there's all those things. And yet, and yet that's not always the case for people. So taking in some of those. Can you see me at all? Yeah, it's new Jill. Yeah, I can. Can you not see me? Oh, maybe maybe I can you see me? Yeah, yes, I do. You're frozen a little bit. Can you hear me okay? Uh-huh, I can. Yeah yeah, I'll keep going. I'm gonna sign back in. If you can hear that, I'm going to leave the studio and then come right back in in another place. All righty. I'm going to leave the studio and sign right back in. Okay. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So welcome everyone for
1: the day after Thanksgiving. I really hope that your Thanksgiving was what you needed it to be. And if you are in the middle of early loss, that it could be as quiet or as busy, as joyous or as maybe somber or reflective as you needed it to be when you are in the midst of grief especially early grief it's hard to do holidays sometimes i apologize for the sound behind me it is the friday after thanksgiving and on thursdays my yard guy comes and it's instead it's today and there's nothing i could do about it so it should be brief that's why fred is at high alert he he wants to eat him um which is unfortunate We've had uh, lots of losses around us this year. We still have people who couldn't get together. We have families who couldn't be together because of um, COVID vaccination status and illness status. And we had people who did the rapid COVID tests and they had to send people home. So I hope that you had what you needed, um, whether it was um, pizza with my neighbor, Um, and her family, or it was whatever it is that you needed. I really hope that your Thanksgiving and the entrance to the official holidays was a good one. Welcome back, Deb, and I'm gonna mute myself because they're right behind me. Okay,
0: okay, Um, I'm not sure where you left off, but I I definitely wanna say, uh, be gentle with yourself, especially these upcoming weeks. You know, here's the regular thing for dealing with, because I know this is the first Thanksgiving afterwards for many friends where parents are, are gone that have died in the last year. This is uh, some spouses have died. It's the first Thanksgiving. Maybe you're estranged from your family for the first time uh maybe you still can't be with family cuz you know half the people aren't vaccinated or there's some other reason why people aren't together so the important thing is on a physical level is first don't forget to breathe breathing's important right otherwise eh, the alternative number 2 drink lots of water so that you can sort of calm your adrenals down from all the anxiety that's going on with your particular loss, grief, anxiety, whatever. Uh, Thirdly, see if you can get some exercise. I totally confess my exercise today might be in walking in a thrift store, but nonetheless, oh yeah, yeah, I love thrift stores. I am a total thrift store hound. Yes, thank you, thank you. And um, and still continue to drink water, pace your meals, pace your alcohol consumption, if that's something you do or whatever. And just be kind. You've had gratitude, you might've spoken about gratitude yesterday, have gratitude for your own gifts that you bring to the world. That is so important. Have gratitude. In fact, anybody in our listening audience, take a deep breath and go. Right. The way, one of the ways to do this is I like the count of four. I teach this a lot. So it goes like this. Breathe in, one, two, three, four, and breathe out, one, two, three, four. That's really good, I do a cycle of four. Drink some water, um, get some exercise, whatever that means to you. Like I said, mine is walking through a thrift store. And there is in, uh, through World Laughter Tour, we learn uh, good hearted living. And hearted is spelled not my way, Not H-A-R-T, but H-E-A-R-T-E-D, hearted living. And Fridays are for forgiveness, actually, in the string of uh, remembering Monday through Sunday. So what I like to teach, there is right here on your sternum, there's like a little tender spot. And while you're thinking about maybe your losses, Or you're feeling lonely yourself and you find that tender spot and you rub it and you say i'm okay i'm okay you don't have to say anything else just say out loud to yourself i'm okay and that's what's important self-soothing is an emotional quality that really helps you in the grieving grief process. And if you can say, I'm okay, while still experiencing those heavy moments of grief, you can do two things at once. You know, that tender
1: spot is also where we feel grief most frequently.
0: Mm -hmm. It's right in the middle of your chest. Mm -hmm. Right there and or in your heart you know and if you can't feel a tender spot there if you can put your hand on your heart and just say out loud i'm okay maybe you can't say i have gratitude because you know right now life sucks for you what can i say you know things things happen uh Maybe you're not feeling gratitude. I have to honor that. I, I put something on Facebook recently. You know, you can hold the light for others. If they're going through a really hard time, you can say, I'm holding the light for you. And Jill, do you want to know where I got this expression from? Where? Maybe I've said this before, but uh, many, many years ago in 2001, my husband, Daryl, and his friend built our sunroom, okay? We paid him. So it's a 12 by 18 room that Daryl designed. And back then, he didn't have the little light on the, on the head clamp, whatever that's called. But when he was working on some wires or something, Tom, his friend, would be shining the light. On there, so like one person's holding the light while the other person does the work, but no one's going to the light. No, no, nobody's going to the light. I see. No, 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 nobody's doing that. But in fact, um, someone holds the light while someone else does the work, and that's a beautiful metaphor to say when someone else is going through the hard um a hard time, whatever to them is a hard time. Might not seem like a hard time to you, but at least acknowledge because for them, it's a hard time. And so
1: conversely, you, if you're the one having the hard time,
0: yes, ask
1: someone to bring their light to you, ask you. for help.
0: Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, her good friend died about six, maybe eight weeks ago maybe a little bit more. And she said, my friend said, the one thing I learned from so-and-so is to ask for help. And however you need to ask for help. Yes. Yeah. As you know, can you just listen to me? Give me 15 minutes that I can vent. You know, maybe that's too hard. Maybe you just reach out and call and they say, how are you? And you say, it sucks to be me. Yeah. And just be call up a safe friend. It's an
1: awesome thing to do. I'm in a small work group of other therapists and there's only eight of us and we, we see each other regularly and we, we converse um, online and through um, video. Hey, Judy, Jody. Sorry. Sorry, Jody.
0: Jody. Hey, Jody. Jody.
1: Can't wait for you to be here. Um, And somebody hopped in early early this week and said, I've been trying so hard to keep it together. I just need to tell you just how bad things really are. And I've been so ashamed to tell everyone how bad things are. And everyone just jumped in and said, you know, we're so glad that you could feel safe to do it. And then the whole week long, it was a, I need help. From everybody in the group. Uh-huh. If one person can start it, that can be you to say this is a hard time, especially as we're heading into holidays.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, teamwork yeah. is a is a beautiful thing. Oh, Jody's in her PJs. I'm so jealous. Oh Yay. my gosh!
0: Yes, it is
1: 10:13 here, and I've already been uh, 45 miles down to pre-op testing and 45 miles back and online on time. I want PJ time. I got a feeling it's coming though.
0: Yeah. You're going to have a lot of PJ (laughs) time. I know it. I know it. Right. You know, um, I, I totally agree. And since Jody's on, you know, there's sometimes Jody reaches out to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says, ah, and then she says what she needs to say. And I think. The important thing is you're not alone. You are and not you're not bitching. You are asking for help. And if you need
1: to let it all hang out, that's not whining or complaining. That's just letting it out because you're in a safe space.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: really important. Because exactly. usually the people you can do that with are also the ones you can laugh with later. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you can laugh more authentically if you can tell them just how bad it was. Right.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jody. You know, I'm with you, girl. And... uh,
1: Oh, Reverend Deb is helping with ministerial school, are we?
0: Well... I'm not surprised. (laughs) You know, I have learned over the years that while things may be uncomfortable, I I trust they're for my highest good. Mm -hmm. And... I, I don't like to say that to others when they're going through their stuff, you know, uh, but I will say I like to look. I'm waving bye to my family as they're out the door. My um, family. Like, family. Hi, family. See, I'm, I'm broadcasting. Yes. Hi. Yes. And. Um, hi, self. You know, when. People are going through whatever is a hard time to them, taking them for where they are at the moment and acknowledging that. I I think that's that's a difficult thing. People. It's not difficult for you. So, like, why are you worried about it? Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's a real common response. Well, that's not mine. I didn't go through that i didn't have that reaction so it's not as important to me and that's a hard place even people you disagree with i mean strongly disagree well that's important to them you know and and then you can ask yourself what is it to me to disagree with them Mm -hmm. right you know what How much energy do I want to put into it? How much, you know, is it going to change them? I was having a conversation with somebody last night about things being posted on Facebook. And I'm like, you know, I just, if I step into something, I'm really sorry. I I did that. I own it. I apologize. And anybody else, I, I just don't want to cause that much strife. I, I'm good at causing strife in my own way. So, you know, why just by my mere presence, right? So I got
1: invited to a, a group of therapists who are um, strong advocates. <laughs> Keyword for, yeah, we jump in there and, and muck it up. And sometimes that's important, but sometimes it's important for your own heart and your own energy level and your peace of mind and your ability to to just pull it in to not engage
0: you know understand your own capacity yeah and i think i mean that's that's a good thing for us to talk about as we go into the holidays what is your capacity level for um what is your capacity level for shopping what is your capacity level for gift giving What is your capacity level for showing up to other events? Yeah. What is your capacity level for, uh, for engaging with other people when you're not feeling like you want to engage? What is your capacity? And And is it
1: okay with you not to go beyond it?
0: Exactly.
1: Can you smile and say, I just don't have it in me. You guys go right on ahead. Yeah. I'll watch from the sides. It'll be fun.
0: You know, this is the time when you get to practice uh, no. And no is good enough. And it's a complete sentence. It's a complete sentence. so that should be sometimes your no is no with an Mm -hmm. exclamation point. And sometimes it's just a period. And one of my, what I call my healing teachers taught me this. I am as gentle as circumstances allow. I like that. Yeah. If if someone is, so in Yiddish, in Yiddish, we call it hacking me a China. And growing up, I would hear that a lot. Debbie, why are you hocking me a China? And translated, it means why are you rattling my tea kettle?
1: I and think it, you need to put that in the show notes today.
0: Um, I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> I, don't even know, I only heard it, but hawking me if Alan Klein, Alan Klein would know how to spell it, and maybe somebody else does. But in Yiddish, it's rattle my tea kettle. And so if someone is continually rattling your tea kettle. And you are the tea kettle, so you know when you are going to blow, right? You get to say more firmly than you're used to or that you want to, no, this is not going to work for me. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Frankly, I'm 65, and I am really learning those this is not working for me anymore type of um people call them boundaries you can also call them self-care moments mm-hmm. i call them k-rails k-rails like on the freeway oh you
1: those have those concrete freeway. barriers well, yes
0: yes k-rails. k-rails k-rails yes they're my k-rails i and and i'm even making a barrier right, right. here because. You get to make a barrier for your heart for you Mm -hmm. and if you are on the receiving end of someone saying no that's not working for me Mm -hmm. be respectful
1: they've got reason and maybe you don't even need to know it it's just who they are and where they are Mm -hmm. in that moment in time and you don't know what's behind there
0: and for me it is real important that people own their stuff because i feel that's what is asked of me so if you are one of the person that's um hawking someone's china (laughs) if you're that person then perhaps you can own hey i came off a little strong Mm -hmm. you know maybe that wasn't the best way to do something i I really, that is, that in and of itself for me opens up possibilities. But if you constantly think this is the way to do it, there is no other way, then, you know, there you go. Ah, thank you. Ah, don't bang my tea kettle.
1: Thank you, Steve. (laughs) Steve just survived his first Thanksgiving after that's the right. loss of his spouse.
0: That's right. So he's
1: he's right there with the best of everyone trying to manage this new world and the new how to set boundaries so people who come in are the supportive ones. That's right. Not that's the energy right.
0: takers. Um, energy vampires. There you go. That's yeah. what, that's technically in part of my world, what people that, suck your energy out mm-hmm. for their own agenda and their own dramas, you know, it's like mm-mm-mm. So yeah. hop me a chi- hop me- <laughs> don't bang my tea kettle or- There you go. I
1: used to, when I worked with kids many years ago, I would teach them hula hoop boundaries. You stand in the, we literally had hula hoops in the office And we'd have, I'd have kids stand in their hula hoop. And this is where you start and nobody can come in and nobody can take your energy or anything about you without your permission. And you can keep yourself in here if that's where you feel safe. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is also where um, blanket forts come from. Blanket fort. Yes. I like Or hot showers where you can have all the emotions, good, bad, ugly, sad, happy, all of that, all the all the practicing of conversations when there's nobody who can hear it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Oh. Steve says, reconnecting with family kept me grounded yesterday. We laughed and talked about Harrell, brought much needed joy back into my life. That's
0: awesome because people who are grieving should have joy. And one of the ways you can help create joy for grieving people most, unless they say, Please let's not talk about this. That's a possibility too, to be respected. Is mention the people by name and say what they meant to you. Right. Right? I was just talking with um a friend of mine, his wife, who is also my friend, uh, had died. So how are you gonna be for this Thanksgiving? And uh Yes, taking a uh, Jody wrote long walks under a big sky, big enough for all feelings to breathe. Yeah. And another part is when you can say, in, in Steve's case, Oh, yeah, I remember when Harrell used to do blah, 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 blah. And oh my God, I didn't like it but I loved him or, you know, whatever they might say. And that still keeps the presence of that person. Of that person. Yeah. And and that's what I was saying to my friend as I was mentioning his wife by name and um, talking about interacting with the daughters and things like that and daughters and sons. So that's one of the things I've worked with, with grievers this last couple of weeks
1: intensely is, Getting ready for these holidays, even if it's not first. If first holiday landed right after a death, you didn't have a first holiday, you had shock. So Mm -hmm. first holiday is actually the following year. And second holidays can be harder. So it could be year three and you're still having some struggles at this point in time of the year. And it's okay to acknowledge it. And it's okay to tell folks I need to hear some good things about my loved one who died. I need to be allowed to have some happy time, but I need to be sad today too sometimes. And don't try and jolly good me out of it. Don't do that.
0: No, no. And right now I'm thinking, I know it's been in the news, things that happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Right (sighs) at the the top of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or the people whose families have been murdered. Yeah, we just got through trial. And trials have been on TV. All the emotions are so high up. Oh, and so really going to this place and breathing, sometimes even thinking about all those things can be very overwhelming. You could just have watched it on TV, but then thinking about those parents, maybe you know someone, or you are someone whose child has died. Mm -hmm. Either through suicide, through sickness, through murder, through an accident, it doesn't matter. But if you've had a child that died and then you're watching these things on TV, your heart is with those parents. And your heart's being peeled back a little bit. Right. And so all these triggers, well, I, I tell you, Jill, I just need to breathe for a second. Right?
1: When I saw that was Waukesha, I, I, my first thought was, we need to go collect everybody there and bring them to lacrosse in June. Because one of the most supportive grief conferences anywhere is
0: mm-hmm.
1: in La Crosse every single June, and that's right. You'll find people there with open arms and good ideas and space to listen. That's right. That's right. So, that's if, if you need more information, we'll post it later. And and we are not advertisers for the conference. We just happen to believe in the conference.
0: Right. I. It's such welcoming. Uh, well, you and I met there. Maybe we've seen each other at other conferences, what we met there, and I am grateful. We realized we both have color in our hair. Maybe you didn't have color, maybe I didn't, but, you know, we're just those kind of people. Yeah, we we laughed a lot, and we yeah. could connect with the other people who did
1: grief and humor at the same time, that's which right. is an important that's place that's to be. So right. if, if you're in Waukesha, our hearts truly go out to you. And I know those of everybody who watches this. And if you've got family and friends in Waukesha, the same. Because even if it's not your, your loved one in your immediate family, when tragedy hits community, it hits everybody in the community. It's, that's right. That's right. And, and we need to be cognizant of that and hold everybody up. Oh, my gosh. And
0: Hanukkah starts... In two nights in a couple days. yeah yeah I gotta get my I have I have many types of menorahs and so I love putting them out and and lighting them. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the Hanukkah food and I have uh, already bought um, guilt which is not guilt it nope. is gelt is money in this case it's chocolate chocolate money, money. Yeah, best yes. kind and you should always get the highest quality
1: sees candy out here makes hanukkah gelt which is oh. awesome
0: oh i'm and so jealous. i am
1: delayed so my my family is not getting their hanukkah gifts until the very last night at this point yes with the way things are going but that's okay i'm yes. still thinking about them and i know it's not a big league holiday but we should all have some joy in the middle of the wintertime you know it's or all the summer time the- if you're in australia
0: that's right you know what no matter what it's all about the lights mm-hmm. oh no steve says it's all about the chocolate right it's all about the lights and it's really the miracle of lights and if you don't just when you don't think you have enough it all works out and that's the basic of of uh Hanukkah that is the basic uh plus story there's enough oil them. left over to, to make the latkes. which exactly well we're rewriting bible history here <laughs> uh, at the same time i just want to say thank you to our listening audience for everything and the way you have supported Jill and I over the over the year and a half or whatever because we've been on. Somewhere in there, yeah. I, I'm like, dang,
1: dang. Tw- mi- kind of middle ish 2020 when we both went, there's just too much going on and somebody has to talk about it and somebody has to smile and talk at the same time. It, it and is. And that's us. Oh, look at Jody. I turn on every light in the home during the day. Oh, some days you need that. I because open up all the curtains. And then, you know, have you ever seen pictures of Sweden, Norway, Scandinavia during the holidays? Everybody has the the sort of triangular um, candelabra and they go in the window and then typically there's a lighted star, usually made out of twisted birch that has a, a light in it. And you're supposed to have it with, you know, real fire, but not a chance in the world would there be real fire, at least in this house. No, 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 no. And it's we're in red zone right now. We are. High fire danger this whole week, um, so it's it's every house has these, and that's because it's dark so much of the day.
0: Uh huh.
1: And, so uh-huh. and Santa Lucia Day is coming up, and that's whenever there'll be a, a little girl who dresses up with a candelabra um, in her hair, in her head, and and serving saffron buns and coffee early in the morning.
0: Um, right? And just to tell you, I I collected angels for a long time. From all different cultures. And the first angel I got was a Scandinavian angel with the candelabra sort of the Santa Lucia. Yes. yes. Yes, that's my first angel. So very exciting. Yep. I know so, it's time for us to go. I want to invite everybody next week. I um Jody, I'll be sending you a link. And Jody and I will be on and to talk about. The importance for mind, body, spirit, and laughter—not joke telling, but laughter—and I hope all of you will join them. I'll be watching if I can,
1: yeah. and uh, I'll be back the next week if possible. But Jody's—I've—I've I've talked to her a bit off online, and I, you're, you're going to miss a big show if you guys don't show up. So yeah. please do. Please yeah. Share. Uh, please enjoy your first nights of Hanukkah if that is where you who you are and where you are. Um, yes. And uh, happy getting ready for the other holidays, if that's who you are. Yes. And uh, start posting pictures of your, your menorahs and your Christmas trees, because I'm all about the lights, and so is Deb. I
0: I am. I'm I'm a sucker for twinkly stuff. Me too. It's I'm going to get mine out tomorrow. I'm there. Right? Right. All right.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you, everybody. We will, Deb will see you next week. I will see you when I can get back here. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye, everyone.